0: Hi there, good morning. Thanks so much for your continued support of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast and really hope you're enjoying your Easter weekend. We're giving you a chance once again to go to Sandown Park, but this time you can go for free. You can win two places in their Premier Lounge, which is pretty swanky. And you can win those places for the Bet365 Jumps Finale on Saturday the 29th of April. What a day that promises to be. As well as two annual memberships to Sandown Park for the remainder of the 2023 season. So a luxury VIP trip to Sandown on Bet365 Jumps Finale Day and two annual memberships for the remainder of 2023. You just need to fill in a form to enter this competition. And you can do that by visiting thejockeyclub.co.uk jockeyclub.co.uk forward slash nick luck you're listening to nick luck daily this edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse owners association and by the breeders cup good morning welcome to the show it's bank holiday easter monday the 10th of april and any Thoughts that an Easter weekend might just be all glorious weather firmly consigned to the back of your mind this morning. As I look out of the window here, and I'm not in TW11, I'm down in uh, Wells in Somerset with my in-laws today and uh, looking out of the window here. It is absolutely tanking as it is across uh, much of the country, but that is not going to dampen our spirits as we drive forward towards the Grand National Festival, which begins On Thursday, plenty upon which to reflect over the weekend as well. Plus, I'll be looking beyond the Grand National to the 2000 guineas and maybe the forgotten horse in the race, Royal Scotsman. I'll also be checking in with Donald McCain about his runners at Aintree this week. Plus, what's Frankie Dottori going to do now? The Santa Anita meet has ended and he rounded off with 26 wins and $2 million in prize money at the beginning of what's been an amazing farewell year. What's the plan now? His manager, Pete Burrell, talks us through the next few months uh, for The Italian. Uh, David Yates is newsboy from the Daily Mirror and is with me now. Uh, In a moment, David, we are going to hear from Willie Mullins after what, even by his own high standards, was a momentous day yesterday. It was not just a happy Easter Sunday, though, uh, for the sport of national hunt racing.
1: No, indeed. Um, There were eight winners for Willie Mullins yesterday, including Flame Bearer in the Grade 1 Willow Warm Gold Cup at Fairy House. Very sadly, we lost Mighty Potter in that race, trained by Gordon Elliott, of course, and running in the colours of Andrew and Gemma Brown. Really promising young six-year-old and a very impressive winner at uh, Leopard's Town in February at the Dublin Racing Festival and that was a a, a very sad note uh, on what was an extraordinary day for Willie Mullins. Five winners at Fairy House. As I said, Flame Bearer. He, he led home five Stable companions. He he had the only six finishes in uh the Grade One Willow Warm Gold Cup. Dino Blue, uh de Se, Nick Rocket, and Ashrow Diamond were the other four winners at Fairy House. Three more at Cork. Mister Policeman, uh, A One. I hope I pronounced that winner's name correctly. And Bachasson, um, at a cumulative odds of hundred and thirteen thousand nine hundred and ninety nine to one so uh whatever happens to the willie mullins runners in the grand national this saturday we won't be able to blame a, a loss of stable form
0: yeah uh, some really interesting runners for for mullins as well potentially in the grand national i've been speaking to him this morning and i began by asking him as he drove home from ferry house last night what had pleased him the most
2: i think just the, the numbers um probably the numbers uh you know, the way everything went so well on the day. Um, you know, the horses like Nick Rocket, the performance he produced, uh, the, the performance that what uh, H- uh, Hercule de Soil produced, you know, um, Dino Blue coming back from Cheltenham to carry top weight. There was lots of things to look, to look at. Uh Flame Bear, you know, the, I was just very happy the way most things went on the day. You know, it was... um I suppose uh, then you were feeling for uh, Gordon losing his good horse in the the novice chase. You know that was um, that wasn't uh, wasn't nice. You know uh, to lose a nice horse like that. You know one of the top um, Mighty Potter, one of the top novices of the whole country. You know, so uh, those things come into your mind too. But uh, we we just had a fantastic day.
0: The horses continue to run extraordinarily well. I. I was just thinking. You know, I always used to sort of mark those Mullin staging posts. You know, like Christmas, Dublin Racing Festival, Cheltenham, Punchestown, um, and I'm wondering whether the calendar this year sort of enabled Fairy House to become perhaps an even bigger, an even bigger deal for you than than it might otherwise have been.
2: It, it probably, yeah, it probably did. You know, it's a nice. Um, it's just far enough away from Cheltenham and. Uh, and gives us enough time maybe to go back to Punchestown with one or two of them as well.
0: i um, talking of Punchestown. I I noticed that Henry confirmed Envoy Allen for for Punchestown this week. Are, are you all systems go with with Gallupin for the for the Gold Cup there.
2: Yes, he's in good form, so we're very happy with him.
0: Excellent. Um, just looking ahead to the Grand National this weekend, it looks as though you're going to have five as things stand. Um, is sorry, that right? I think we go. I think one or two the bottom might get balanced out. But the, the the five that we expect to go, uh, Gaia Dumenil and carefully selected, and Mr. Incredible, and Cappadano, and one who I did mention to you just m- a moment ago, whose whose name has moment say the prayer, yes, that's yeah. the one, it's, exactly. Oh, the um, one, yes. And so all all in good form. Which which of the five in your mind do you think is best suited to the test?
2: Well, oh, it's hard to know. They all have different qualities that. Um, might make them, might might help them uh, across the line in first position. Um, I suppose Mr. Incredible has posted two nice runs, staying on, uh, you know, at the end of his races, a marathon test, he liked that. Capadano, I think, is always, I wanted to run in the Gold Cup, things didn't work out, so he's got the class if he takes to the track. Um, I think he could be a Gold Cup horse lurking in there with with a nice weight. Uh, Guillard de Menil is another horse that's done everything right uh, this season, you know, winning the National Hunt chase. Puts him right up there in the picture. Um, not so sure about a recital pair, but uh, John Turner's horses have come and surprised me before. Like, a, well, the tornado flare in the um, King George last, a uh, few years ago. So, um, and then I'm leaving out one.
0: You You're leaving out carefully selected, but well, that maybe we should yeah, take I, that I as I the just clue. He
2: won the you know, and, and that, usually we consider that a very good trial for entry.
0: Okay. Mister um, Incredible, obviously, is a is a horse who takes a bit of knowing. You were saying to me that you think Brian Hayes will will, will stay with him.
2: Yeah, Brian rides him all the time. I imagine he'll stick stick with him. Yeah,
0: and has he been a big part of? Kind of getting him on the right track and getting him in the right place mentally.
2: I, I think so, but uh, Patrick, my son, has takes over the training of of Mister Incredible, and um, you know he's trained him all along. Uh, he bought him against uh, a lot of advice, and um, <laughs> he's you know turned him into a racehorse. Anyhow, he, he's for the time being. So um, he micro manages him. Uh, so whatever he does it'll be down to him I think
0: okay so wh- wh- when, when you say against advice I'm, I'm, I'm in- inferring from that that you wouldn't maybe have done the same thing
2: he's a lovely looking horse and he's a lovely pedigree but his form figures wouldn't suggest that he should have been on your mind buying him um, you know I think he uh, definitely time form squiggle by two I'd say uh He's not the straightest character in the world, but um he's a challenge, put it that way. But Patrick has been um training him all season and he's got him to go and got him to enjoy his racing and um could put it all together then next weekend.
0: And then and then Paul will have the pick of the pick of the others, I'm guessing.
2: I imagine uh yeah, I imagine he might go for Gayardum and uh, that's that's what i think at this point in time but um i'll leave that up to paul
0: okay i don't want to keep you too much longer but i do want to ask you about this afternoon because you could have another an absolute stack of winners at at fairy house might you win an irish national
2: um right what have we got I <laughs> <some of> <laughs> seed at tenzing. yeah um tenzing has surprised me every time he runs in fairy House when He's been placed in top-class novice chases. He will love the trip. Sean O'Keefe, right, and he rode a big winner for me yesterday, Flame Bear, from just one ride. Now, we have a horse there, I have Maximus, the poor, right? I think he likes left-handed tracks better, but this is the first time he's in a real big field, and Paul will be able to hide him in the middle of the field, and going at this pace, his tendency to go a bit left might not ma- matter too much. Uh, he definitely has ability then the chase before that the grade two um, easy game has won it for the last two years but I think Janadil with the present rain that's falling and you know that's going to fall all afternoon I think Janadil comes right into the reckoning there Uh, Blood Destiny I think will put his bad performance in Chetland behind him Um, I think there won't be this even though it's Easter Monday in Fairy House uh, and all the you know the crowd that goes with it I think the weather will probably keep a lot of the crowd indoors so there might be the same sort of atmosphere around the parade ring and um, we've got a hood and tongue tie on him today he's probably the best one of the day and uh, then we have a good bumper horse Il Atlantique. Uh, Patrick is riding him I think on the ground he will like that and we won down in Corks or Argus in the first race could be his day as well
0: you know you know we're not allowed to talk about monkfish but we talk about monkfish every single day on this podcast so here he is i see he he is there i
2: hope uh, monkfish danny rides monkfish has been off the track for a long time all this rain will help him but i imagine two and a half miles probably a little short of his best trip a steering for launch has had a run back under his belt um if monkfish comes back safe and sound Today i will be delayed. Yeah. Uh I think Buster we'll probably have the fitness edge on. Them.
0: Okay. All right. That was Willie Mullins speaking about yesterday, this afternoon, and bowling along to to Aintree. I and mean, the Grand National is clearly what we're really interested in, Dave. And some interesting nuggets there, I thought.
1: Yeah, very interesting. I, I'm I'm particularly interested to see how the seven-year-olds go uh this Saturday, Nick. Um Jevry, who trained by Gordon Elliott, who's in the Irish National today, he's number forty-seven on the entry list, and he's the eighth seven-year-old uh, currently holding an entry in the Randox Grand National. Capadano, um, Mister Incredible, and Gaillard de Maynil are the the three seven-year-olds representing Willie Mullins. And last year we saw Noble Yates win first seven-year-old since car in nineteen forty, and. I think a few of us at the time were inclined to think of that as an outlier. What do you think about the seven-year-olds, Nick?
0: Irish trainers, and, and this was pointed out by the handicapper when when we had the conversation when the weights came out. The Irish trainers, in addition to having obviously uh, you know more horses in the right in the right ratings bracket, they're prepared to think outside the box. I think there's relatively few trainers in Britain who would think, right, okay, I'm going to bung my unexposed improving seven-year-old in here.
1: Does that run parallel with the? Um, the thinking in the Cheltenham handicaps over the last few years where Irish trainers have have thrown in uh, really lightly raced, unexposed horses and the British way of thinking has has been that you need experience to cope with that sort of test, I wonder. Well, possibly,
0: um, possibly. I mean, the the Cheltenham handicaps are more complex because, you know, this year we went into it thinking, well, the Irish will win all the handicap hurdles and the British will win all the handicap chases and it was virtually inverted. So that's that's a probably more complex question to to, to digest but i definitely think there is a there is a different mindset as to what sort of horse you can feasibly run in a grant in a grand national now so those were the thoughts of of willie mullins All Right, news just come through dave as we're recording from uh, paul nichols conversation with betfair uh, that he does every monday and he's announced the retirement of clan day's oboe a horse that they were hoping to run an entry this week but we knew that wasn't going to happen um, a recurring issue has meant that, that Paul Nichols feels it's imprudent to carry on with the horse and and now to find him, as he puts it, another job after six months off. He's been a fine servant to the yard.
1: Yeah, he really has. Uh, two King Georges. How many is Paul Nichols? One, is it? Um, Thirteen. A horse who never... Um, Never quite uh, fulfilled his potential in terms of a Cheltenham horse, but uh, his record elsewhere, as you say, uh, was uh, phenomenal. I, in, in in addition to those two wins at Kempton in the King George, a race that we know Paul Nichols loves, I bet that victory in the Punchestown Gold Cup of 2021 is. Ranks as one of Paul Nicholls' favourites. Uh, he was some sight to behold after that, um, going over and and beating the Irish on their own patch must have given him tremendous uh, satisfaction. But yeah, a a, a great horse over uh, the last few seasons, and uh, we wish him a long and happy retirement.
0: Now, the natural heir, I suppose, to to the now retired Clandezobo at Ditch it is Brave Man's game, though unlike Clandezobo, he has got an outstanding piece of form at Cheltenham. Notably that second to Galapande shot in this year's Gold Cup. And he's going to be a big player if he lines up in the bowl for Alderhay at Aintree this week. That is not guaranteed, however, because he is co-owned by John Dance, who was in the news last week because his company, Wealth Tech, uh, one of whose brand names, Vertem, is well known in horse racing as a sponsor and owner, was placed into emergency measures by the High Court at the request of the Financial Conduct Authority. So that company is now in emergency administration, and there was an arrest of a 48-year-old man in conjunction with that by Northumbria Police. Now, John and Jess Dance run horses out of Manor House Stud in Midland. They've had nine runners in the last fortnight. They had one entry tomorrow, two entries today. None of those horses are taking up those entries. They don't have any entries beyond that, save for early closers. Now, I called the BHA today and I asked them whether uh, John and Jess Dance were not running horses by their choice or at the BHA's behest. The BHA said there's nothing much they can say on that other than that they are liaising with John Dance and the authorities that are leading the investigation. Obviously, what I want to know on your behalf is whether you can back brave man's game for the bowl uh, with some certainty and uh, they came back to me and said they did not want to speculate either way on that at present which uh, leads me to advise you to be very careful I've spoken to Paul Nichols the trainer of brave man's game Uh, he is simply unsure at the moment as to as to where he stands in terms of whether or not he can run the horse this week and is hoping to get some clarity on that a little later today, Dave.
1: No, this this takes the, the story forward a step, doesn't it? Um, the fact that having had those runners, as you pointed out, that um, John and Jess Dance now are seemingly not having any further runners in the short term. Um the, the BHA said at the time they were aware of the reports and will be liaising with the appropriate authorities. Uh, that was on Thursday after the Financial Conduct Authority had broken the story on their website about um, Vertem Asset Management being ordered to cease trading following serious regulatory and operational issues. So is it merely that the races aren't suitable? Is it that uh, internally... John and Jess Dance and the trainers have said, right, well, it's probably best not to have any runners for the time being. Or is this something that has become at the behest uh, at uh, of the, the BHA? Well, for the time being, we don't really know. But um, it continues to be a concerning story, this, as we've pointed out, you you dealt with the story uh last thursday and it's been chewed over in the racing media subsequently and um, john dance is a, a big player in horse racing both as an owner and as a sponsor and what's happened at vertem over the last few days is very concerning
0: talking of sponsorship it seems from lee motter quite well informed piece in the paper today in the racing post today that the epsom might be on the cusp of announcing a sponsor for the derby
1: Yes, that's interesting. I read Lee's piece with interest and, um, as you say, when he flags things like this up, he's never too wide of the mark. So, yeah, that would be good news. There's been speculation as to uh, who might uh, step in after uh, Kazoo uh, exited stage left uh, relatively early. And there's been talk about whether a bookmaker would be an unsuitable sponsor for the derby we'll have to wait and see what develops over the next couple of days
0: all right no name more synonymous with entry than mccain donald mccain's represented this year by Manila trump who has got a slightly different profile for the race than i think horses you might have taken there before donald what prompted you to have a crack
3: he's got the rating to get in
0: <laughs> <laughs> as simple as that
3: Pure and simple yeah you know it has changed a bit and um you know, it's, it's as you can see this year with so few British-based entries and stuff, you've got to have a rating to get in there, and he has. He's done a lot of winning. You know,
0: what encouragement could you give me for his for his chance? I mean, you know, you know the horse better. We we can see what he's done on the track, but quite often it's come in smallish fields. That's no fault of his own.
3: Oh, absolutely, that's down to me and, and where I ran him. And, and for a period of time, that was very suitable. Obviously, look. Um, he can only do what he's been asked to do. He knows how to win. He, he's um, he gets three miles. He's a good travelling horse. He probably wants niceish ground, which looks like that might might be what it is, you know. And um, like I say, he's he's a he's a staying chaser that's won a lot of aces, you know. So there's no reason he shouldn't go.
0: And does he have the does he have the right sort of spirit for the race? Do you think is he a, is he a horse who will just keep? Keep running and galloping for you.
3: Oh, he's very professional and he knows. <clears throat> he's very professional and he knows how to win. Yeah, look, you know, he, he he's not a flash, and that's probably why he does go under the radar. But did he win ten out up till the other oh. day? Ten out of his last eleven or something like that? Ridiculous. You know, they're a rarity.
0: Well, as you say, he might have he might have been very well placed, but it'd be you know, it? It'd be great if he could if he could if he could run a bold race. How how are you going to in, instruct Brian to ride him?
3: Um... <coughs> I won't say an awful lot. Look, we've, we've got we've got we've got we've got a week to go. Yet yeah, we won't worry about that for now. And a, a lot of it, you have to leave it to leave it to them and decide what they're going to do. You know, um, there's a lot, there's there's a bit of luck, and you've got to find a bit of room wherever you can. So I'm not going to get too involved in that.
0: And is it is it silly to make comparisons with with your your previous runners and and winners of the of the race? <laughs>
3: You can make comparisons. I mean, he, he this horse has crept up on us a little bit from where we started. Briggs, for example, was a very long-term plan, two and a half, even bit longer years, you know. And and every step along the way, he looked like an Aintree horse. That was a different type of race then, and this is this is a different race now, you know. Um, and would I have sent him to an old-style Aintree? Possibly not. But it's, it's it as, as we say, it, it is a very different a very different contest now, yeah.
0: Um, other runners over the over the course of the weekend, you're gonna have plenty. I guess I guess Maximilian's the high profile one, isn't he? In the in the Sefton, Now he beat Stay Away Faye, the Albert Bartlett winner at Doncaster. Was there any bit of you that thought, ah damn it, I should have been in there?
3: Um uh, <laughs> No no, no. And we would plan straight away to go to Train Tree. I spoke to Dan Downey at Owner's Group and he was happy enough to miss it and we spoke. I, I actually had a little bit of a wobble at the entry stage and and spoke to Dan and he said nope, let's concentrate on entry and I was fully behind that. So 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 that's what we're doing, yeah. His form's very good. He um he's he's in good nick, he's had a race course gallop and and so on and yeah, excited.
0: What else are you most excited about over the three days? I know it's a big ask,
3: but Minella Minella drama's in the form of his life. Um he runs in the grade one, the two and a half miler um he's a genuine grade two horse that 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 could well and well un, well end up running very well in a grade one and he's in wonderful Nick don't think we've ever had him better um and then we've got some nice horses to run in handicaps and so on it's entries tough tough to get runners in because it's it's almost a purer version of Cheltenham with a few more grade ones and a few less opportunities you know
0: but, as you say, you've got Manella Drama in the Melling, Maximilian in the Sefton, you're there pitching in with Grade 1 horses in Grade 1 races, and of course you've got a runner in the Grand National, and we look forward to seeing you there. Donald, thanks so much.
3: Cheers, Nick. All the best.
0: All right, always good to hear from Donald McCain. Very hopeful of the Minellas Of course, it was only a couple of years that Manella Times won the Grand National. Could it be Manella Trump this time round? Manella, the word Trump, love it or hate it. Uh, McCain, there could be a few factors pushing people to, to back this horse, but it'd be a very different test for him.
1: Yeah, it will be. And and I think this illustrates, Nick, the, the once a year nature of the Grand National to 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 experts and I use that word with irony like uh you and me and minella trump mocked up in much less competitive races than this over fences last season and will find this a very different and a much harder test but for those people who are dipping into uh, betting shops newspapers the internet once a year because it's the grand national they will look for names they'll look for the name mccain as you say minella Times won the race two years ago and Donald Trump is back in the news uh, whenever is he out of it. But yeah, a a horse who will definitely capture an element of of the public's imagination.
0: Well, time for a Frankie de Torre update. What's he up to? Well, the Santa Anita meet has finished and he has concluded in third place in the Jockeys Championship there behind JJ Hernandez and Flavian Pratt, though riding at a much higher percentage, nearly 20% wins to rides. 26 was his final tally he also knocked in a stakes winner at Keeneland last week and is about to head back there and he of course had a brilliant night in Saudi where he won for Bill Mott and then won for John Gosden on Dubai World Cup night so all in all it's been a pretty productive first trimester of this final year as I check in with Frankie's agent and manager Pete Burrell what's the plan then Peter? uh
4: morning nick well i mean he's like a man rejuvenated really um you know the way he's the way he's going uh, you know it's just brought a whole new spurt into his his life again
0: okay so he's he's had this great winter in santa Anita, which has been best of all worlds really because he's been riding lovely horses earning lots of prize money and been widely fated um uh, things are gonna now crank up a gear in terms of intensity i would imagine so what have you got planned for him
4: Yeah, that's it. Well, he's back here next Monday post- keeneland it has been an amazing winter they have been so welcoming to him in california you know the the public there the trainers the other jockeys most important he's had a fantastic time in the weighing room and um made all his old friends new again it's 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 brilliant couldn't have gone better
0: okay so a little spell spelling Keenland this week to some nice races won a stake there last week as well and then back here will he will he be back here to ride chaldean in the in the greenham
4: yeah, absolutely. That's that's the intention. If if Andrew's uh, sending the horse that way, um, yeah, he'll go. He'll he'll be back here for, for the Craven and, and ready to roll.
0: Because we, we had some chat uh, on the pod earlier in the year about whether he might stick around and try and do the, the triple crown in the US, but it it seems as though most of that's well pretty well sewn up. Yeah,
4: I think so. I mean, you're <laughs> you're more clued up on that front than me, but it doesn't look like there's anything outstanding that's just you know jumping off the page.
0: So back here Chaldean, and Greenham guineas and then into the into the depth of the of the UK summer season. Now you mu- you've got to, you're going to have a few tricks up your sleeve, aren't you?
4: <laughs> yes, it's going to be great fun Nick. Again everybody here has been terrific the, the smaller courses um the jockey club Ascot are leading the charge. Um I can't say too much but Champions Day will be very very special. There's going to be an unveiling. Let's put it that way. Um, The Jockey Club have got a few tricks up their sleeve, and there's a massive event in London on the night of Champions Day, which will be a party for about 1,200 people in the Great Room in the Grosvenor House. So, yes, we're full on, flat out, and ready for it.
0: Okay. So, what's that sort of? Champions Day might be the sort of last hurrah here, and then, and then you still eyeing up the Breeders' Cup as the uh, as the big finish.
4: Uh, yeah, a- absolutely. So, you know, the intention is to finish, you know, at Santa Anita, where it all began this year. Um, and Aiden Butler and the team there, they, you know, they're, they've got their plans that they're making as well. So all in all, it, it, hopefully, all being well, touching wood and him staying safe, um, the public should have a, a magnificent one song with Frankie.
0: And are you anticipating, I mean, you talked about the smaller courses, are you anticipating trying to get him to every uk race course at some point this year Uh,
4: (laughs) well i think with some help i mean there's been great interest from a lot of the irish the irish courses so they're you know they're making plans over there literally it's got to kind of fall into place but we're also doing the racing league um with the intention of covering off all your weather tracks and those crowds, so, yeah, we're going to do our absolute level best to, to to get around the country, not obviously to every track, but I would think that everybody who's w- within 50 to 100 miles of a race course, if they want to see Frankie ride somewhere, they'll have that opportunity.
0: All right, that was Peter Burrell. Um, that's uh, quelled a little bit of speculation, um, Dave. Looks like we're going to get Dottori back next week to ride Cheldean in the green and then the Guineas, and then away we go.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, this is a, a story that's... Um, I suppose it's, the rumours have rumbled on, haven't they, for the last few weeks. If Frankie were to get a, 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 a ride with a good chance in the Kentucky Derby, uh, whether he would stay in America and decide not to come back uh, for the Kipco Guinness Festival at Newmarket and... We've all been well. You've been watching this a lot. You've been there, I suppose, for much of the time. I've been watching it fairly closely here, just to see if the the rides that Frankie's had with regard to uh, Churchill Downs in May might be possibilities. It now looks as though uh, he's not going to ride in that race, and he'll come back for the Guineas. So it's pretty much as you were, and uh, the legs that that story had appear to have been uh, taken from underneath it. But yeah, it's it's going to be some. It's going to be a, quite a few months, isn't it? It's, it's going to be a pretty long and uh, I imagine very entertaining uh, retirement lap for Frankie Dettori. Still a couple of uh, gaps to fill in on his CV, notably the July Cup. But I must say I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs>
0: All right, well, no sooner will we be done with the Grand National than we're on to the first classics of the season. Uh, There's an awful lot being talked about last year's Dewhurst, particularly about the winner, Chaldean. We know he's going to go to the Greenham. We talked about the third Nostrum for quite a bit of yesterday's Sunday show. Haven't talked about the horse that's finished between them and ran on strongly from the back Royal Scotsman, who's trained by Paul and Oliver Cole. Oliver Cole's with me now. Um, Ollie, I've, I've noticed a few people half interested in this horse for the Guineas. Should we be?
5: Yeah, I think so. I mean, he broke the trout record um, in the Richmond. Um, we've, he was very impressive that day, and obviously we we then went to York, and he came back with the dirty scope. And arguably, we were unlucky in the uh, the Dewhurst. You know, we had a lot. We had a we did the fastest sectional timings after the first furlong. We had a lot of we had quite a few legs to catch up in the last furlong and he just got beat, um, and I believe it was the second fastest Dewhurst ever, so, I mean, the signs are good, um, he's grown and developed over the winter, he's a bigger horse now, you know, he's out of a pivotal mare, so he's, he's very, he's very pivotal, he's sort of big, strong, and, um, you know, he's an impressive looking horse, and the Glen Eagles puts a bit of zap into it, so, um, you know, we're, we couldn't be happier.
0: Uh, are you going to trial him or not?
5: No, straight there.
0: Um, what's the what's the thinking behind that?
5: Well, we've got such good gallops here, and he doesn't take. He's not too hard to train. He does, I don't think he needs a race to bring him on, and I think timing-wise, he should be spot on on the day. And he probably wouldn't be in time for um, ready for a trial anyway.
0: I noticed you added the nine thousand for the Derby entry for him the other day. Um, you talk about him as a horse with a with a bit of zap, and he certainly showed plenty of pace last year. Why did you why did you put the Derby entry in?
5: Well, I think we're just covering all bases. I think he's, you know, he's got a, he's got enough, you know, he's got enough about him to to warrant a, a Derby entry, and he's also in the French Derby. So, you know, we're just sort of marking all bases, really. But obviously, you know, there's a big difference between the Guineas and the Derby trip-wise. So, we've got to get the Guineas trip first, and and, and, then, and then and then and then then make a plan from there.
0: But- all right. Thanks to Oliver Cole there as we draw this program to a close, David Yates. Is still with me, David. Any thoughts on the
1: Guineas as yet? Uh, not particularly. I noticed that uh, Tom Siegel a little, a couple of weeks ago had had uh, tipped Royal Scotsman for the Guineas, and of course the fact that he was beaten just ahead by Chaldean and uh, rattled home. Then, if if he has been the forgotten horse, then he certainly doesn't deserve to be but uh no i i'm at the moment nick i'm more concerned with just finishing my uh pin stickers and features for entry this saturday in time when i've done that i promise you i'll look forward uh, to new market next month all right and what are you going to give me for today irish national day of course at ferry house we're going to the 550 at kempton park no obstacles for fresh the top weight to tackle here progressive in handicaps then uh really highly tried last year at the top level at Ascot on champions day back in handicaps here carries top weight and i hope james fanshore's six-year-old can give his rivals weight and the beating 550 race at kempton park selection is number one fresh
0: david thank you very much thank you very much for listening that's all for today uh, enjoy the rest of your easter bank holiday and we'll be back tomorrow that was monday april the 10th bye-bye